Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, and we have a Dean Dean Thompson. You'd think after I do this, as many times as I've done this, you'd think (laughs) I'd get it right. Well, we have a special treat for you today, and we're going to show you an interview that I had with Alan Webb, the American record holder in the mile, while I was in South Dakota. Um, We talked some running. We talk a lot of faith. um, And I think that... um, He's got some good words for those of you who are out there who maybe you feel like you don't identify with that elite athlete. I think he's got some good words for you as well. So, uh, and of course, joining me today for that and so much more is Run for God founder Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. So, how was South Dakota? It was. Uh, I am. I, I'm. I don't. I couldn't live there. I could not do it. The a lot of snow. The yeah, these ten foot mounds of snow at the corner of every parking lot. Yeah. just would drive me crazy yeah uh, it's now looking out over the fields and everything is beautiful and in the mornings when the the ice was in the trees and all just gorgeous so did it snow any while you were there or it, is it just piled up it snowed a little bit while we were leaving okay. as we were leaving cool. so yeah uh but listen i'm not denigrating anybody who lives in those areas that's awesome for you man i like the south yeah, you know, I was. We were talking about it the other day. You were talking about those big piles of snow. I said, "You think somebody by now would have invented some kind of snow melt machine where it would just pop that stuff right into the storm drains?" And yeah, um, maybe maybe we need to invent that, Dean. Maybe uh, so. I don't know. That might be the thing. To All do. right. Well, let's talk about this week's sponsor again. If you want to become a sponsor of Run for God, and you want us to. Uh, kind of promote your business while at the same time you're promoting the ministry of run for god you can send an email to run lane hollis at gmail.com uh, but this week's sponsor is outer elements uh, established in 2011 outer elements is a design build landscape company servicing the northwest georgia and chattanooga tennessee area specializing in the latest techniques in landscape architecture and design outer elements has the professional experience to develop a wide range of projects in both commercial and residential from irrigation installation hardscape construction planning and beyond outer elements can help conceptualize any landscape project and make it a reality give them a call today at 678-445-1968 to connect with a passionate landscape architect i'm actually having lunch with blake tomorrow uh with outer Mm -hmm. elements so uh thank you to them thank you to all of our sponsors we're Mm -hmm. actually adding a few uh perks to our sponsors right now as we speak we're we're actually going to be doing some some full-blown commercials with them that we're going to be adding to this podcast so maybe you'll be able to hear their voice and not just ours all the time but uh thanks so much to all of our sponsors we just can't do what we do without you yeah 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 we're going to be changing some things in the podcast in the near future Mm -hmm. we hope that if you're out there and you listen to this faithfully we hope you don't notice a thing (laughs) That's or you notice goal. it's better. That's even better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, do you realize that today it's 156 weeks of this podcast today, that's which crazy. is three years? Wow. So three years we've been we've been at this. So 
Thank we, you for uh, those of you out there listening. We started and the lockdown happened. That's right. So, yeah, that's right. It's three years this weekend. You know, Lane and uh, Holly left this morning for Sarasota, Florida. Well, three years ago, Lane and I left for Sarasota for a big race that he has down there. And uh, there was whispers of lockdowns. It's when everything, this was 2020. And uh, we got there and the race director assured us that the race was going to happen. Uh, this was on Thursday, Friday. Everybody did the course preview. Saturday morning, about five o'clock, everybody got an email saying uh, the race is canceled. Everybody go home. The world has locked down. That was so sad. And so, mm-hmm. and it's just so surreal that we're sitting yeah. here three years removed from that, and it it doesn't seem like that long. I know it doesn't, does yeah. it? Yeah. So uh, crazy. Well, one thing I'm going to talk about next week. Um, I, I've I've written a Dean's Thought story about our trip home. It's very interesting. I won't go into details, but let's just say airports. Um, I have a little less faith in airports after uh, airports and airlines right. after this, but uh, not bad, not terrible, but yeah. uh, but it's a little bit amusing. A little amusing, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a, a great Facebook post from this past week, or Run Club Social post, actually, from Pamela Bishop. And this is what she says. True Confessions of a Wallflower. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to say that I am still here. I have been slow to make the big commitment of signing up for a race because I guess a part of me still assumed I would fall into my old ways of thinking, perfection or quit. I can tell you for a fact that I have not been perfect with following the running plan. In fact, I have missed two scheduled runs so far, but I'm still here. I'm pretty sure that surprises me more than anyone else. It's time to take the leap. So I signed up for a local 5K and I ordered my Run for God t-shirt. But wearing the shirt intimidates me. What does it mean to run for God? I would much rather not wear the shirt at all than to misrepresent the love of God through my actions. But I'm a big girl and not afraid of doing hard things. Instead of giving up, I decided to get informed about what it really means to run for God. So what does it look like? If I'm running for my glory, I would wear arrogance and pride like a badge of honor. But Jesus said in Matthew 5, 5 through 8, be humble and pure of heart. Running for myself would allow me to eat and drink anything I want because I deserve it. Running for God is hungering and thirsting for righteousness. That's Matthew 5, 6. Running for myself would indulge my feelings about not performing well or not winning by allowing me to get angry. Running for God resists anger, Matthew 5, 22. Running for myself gives me an out, gives me an out to quit training. Running for God means keeping my word and following through when the com- with the commitment I made to stick with the training and run the 5K. That's Matthew 5.37. Running for myself allows me to do the minimum amount of work. Running for God means going the extra mile. That's Matthew 5.41. Running for myself means seeing other runners as the enemy and using hate for them as a motivator. Running for God means loving my neighbor. That's Mark 12, 31. The list goes on and on. Running for God means not being in judgment, showing mercy, being in prayer, practicing forgiveness, all this, and sharing the gospel. I might not get these all right all the time, 
but running for God also means running with God. He will be faithful to forgive me for my mistakes and help me to learn from them. Just like running takes training to get better at it, so does righteousness. God doesn't need me to show the world his love, but he has blessed me with the opportunity to be part of the greatest love campaign ever seen on the running trail. Hmm. Isn't that well done? That's, that's, that's great, Pamela. Yeah, I've never... That's a new perspective on run for God. It is. You know, and it's, and it's, I mean, that's just another example of how living the Bible is. Yeah. Um, you know, I've read James, I mean, Matthew 5 many times, but I've never put it in the context of run for God, but it's dead on. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, great job. It's funny how, you know, I, I, people ask me all the time, how do you come up with all these stories that you write for the Dean's thoughts? Mm-hmm. And, and I, t- I tell folks it's it's not it's not that hard. It's stuff that's around me, and here's a whole different perspective I've never written yeah. about. And it's, I mean, it's, there's thousands more out there. Yeah, so it's pretty sure. cool. Yeah, great job, Pamela. Yeah, yeah, I like the way she starts it off. The way she starts off by saying, "I'm not normally I strive for perfectionism, mm-hmm. but I realize in this endeavor that perfect is probably not." a reasonable goal. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to forgive myself when I'm not perfect. I think that's the biggest, probably one of the biggest hurdles that people deal with in training. I know I, I struggle with it is, mm-hmm. you know, we talked a few weeks ago about that workout that I just absolutely failed on. And, and the enemy society, peep other people around us will just say, well, you messed up. You need to just throw in the towel, but that's, that's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to practice that perseverance and endurance and pushing through hard things because every time we push through hard things, we learn something new and we learn we learn to be better for it. And so, yeah, I mean, I applaud her for because we all in some way we all strive to be perfect. Yeah. And um but that's not realistic. The strive to be perfect um Yeah, that's it. It sounds good, but it's it's not realistic. Yeah. Well, I thought about it better. Yeah, I thought about it from this perspective. A lot of times we say we use this phrase: anything worth doing, worth doing is worth doing right. Mm -hmm. And we take that and we really pervert it, and we 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 are basically saying if I'm going to do it, it must be perfect. Right. Which is not what anything worth doing is worth doing right means. Yeah, because so many at. times we do it at the expense of um, sometimes others around us. You know, I, I, I'm that personality. I I want things perfect. You know, my mm-hmm. wife. You know, we did the whole enneagram thing, and you know, I don't know how much stock I put in all that stuff. But when my wife described me, it's dead on. She said, "You know, I'm not picky, but my personality, and I don't." It, I think I'm a one. I'm either a nine or a one. I don't remember which end of the spectrum. But, you know, it's not that I'm, I go looking for imperfections and things. It's like they jump out and attack me. Yeah. And when she read that, I was like, that is so right. <laughs> yeah. But that striving for perfection, while it sounds good, it's it can be miserable. It can be a miserable way to live. Now, we need to be we need to strive for 
perfection in our walk with Christ, but knowing that the, the grace of Christ is there. Um, but so many times we'll, just like in running, we'll, we'll mess up, we'll stump our toe, and we just throw up our hands. And we say, oh, I, I can't do it. Um, and the cross says we can do it. Yeah. The cross says forgiveness is there, grace is there, mercy's there, but society will say you messed up, you need to quit. Yeah. And that's so wrong. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yep, good word for sure. I love this. I just love the post. Yeah. O- overall, I just love the idea of, uh, again, like you said, it, it, doing our best is what it really what it really comes mm-hmm. down to just doing our best mm-hmm. and uh that best is not is never going to be perfect sure so we had a trivia question for last week and the trivia question asked this question what is the fastest animal mm-hmm. so you mentioned you thought this might be a trick question it, i had it half right it kind of is yeah uh but it I, and I'll say this, I will accept two different answers for this. Sure. Because if you if you thought the fastest animal, meaning land animal, mm-hmm. the fastest runner, since we are a running sure. podcast, I will accept that. Of course, the cheetah is the fastest runner and can run over 70 miles per That's hour. That's crazy. Have you ever watched it? You ever watched like slow motion yeah. videos of cheetahs? It's incredible. It's fun to watch. Yeah. I love watching that. Yep. And how they can get there just in a blink of an eye yeah it's like they're at full speed yeah 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 um but overall the fastest animal in the world is actually the peregrine falcon mm. that when a peregrine falcon is diving it can achieve speeds of up to 242 miles per hour how does it not kill it when it hits whatever it's diving for i don't i don't know i, I mean, mean i guess it it's slow up enough just when it's either getting hit in the water or hitting that animal or whatever it's diving for. I would guess it has to. I yeah. mean, it would kill it otherwise. The the 242, to put it things in perspective, 242 miles per hour is 186 body lengths per second. And if you look at it from a human perspective, that would mean us being able to travel at 560 feet per second, which is almost two football fields in one second. That's just scary to even think about moving that fast, isn't it? But some several others I, that I, I looked up. This was interesting. I, I was on the Wikipedia page for the fastest animal, and it talked about all these different categories of fast animals. Interestingly, the the next fastest non bird is a bat. I would never have guessed that a bat would be that fast, but the Mexican free tailed bat can go about a hundred miles per hour. And some people claim that this Mexican free-tailed bat actually can attain the highest horizontal speed. So the peregrine falcon attains that high speed diving mm-hmm. that this one can attain a really high speed flying horizontally. So this, I'm going to expose my ignorance here, but is a bat not a bird? It's a mammal. Bats are, are mammals. Hmm. So it's so you yeah. can't be a mammal and a bird. No, no, it's a whole different animal kingdom deal. Mm. I didn't. I didn't pay attention in the second grade. I don't guess. <laughs> I would have swore a bat was a bird. I think I'm right, but um, if I'm wrong, somebody, somebody's going to tell somebody us. Somebody get me, but uh, but I'm pretty sure I'm right there. Uh, yeah, and then in the water, the sailfish and then the swordfish are the fastest fish both can go 60 miles per hour or mm-hmm. more um, and that's incredible to think about moving through water at that mm-hmm. speed isn't it um, but but here's one thing that i didn't see coming uh, 
the second fastest running animal is the ostrich. And the ostrich can run 56 miles per hour. So the second fastest land animal is a bird. <laughs> so an ostrich is a bird. I think an ostrich is a bird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a bird that runs fast. Yeah. Yeah. I think an ostrich. Uh, ostr confused. Your ostrich face. is a flightless bird, I think. So I don't know. <laughs> we're 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 That's in some interesting trivia there though we're in way over our heads yeah, we are we? yeah humans have been clocked at 29 miles per hour um the 100 meter dash world record for the 100 meter dash is 23 point something miles per hour average over that 100 meters uh, but what a lot of people don't know about the 100 meters is that uh, the reason usain bolt was so good at the 100 meters is because usain bolt didn't slow down as much as everybody else does so in the 100 meters they get to top speed and then they slow down over the second half of the 100 meter dash and um he slowed down less than others do you think some so of that was because he was such a big guy i mean he got that train engine running and i mean he, he had momentum really because yeah. he was he weighed a lot more than most I think that, runners like that. Yeah, I think that was part of it. I think he was able to get himself up to top speed as fast as because he the, didn't come off the blocks as fast as everybody. Not quite. He would always he would always be a step behind everybody off the blocks, and yep. then it's like by sixty meters yeah, he was yeah. he was cruising by them and not slowing down. That's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that um, it's interesting. And here's another interesting thing about humans as it relates to speed is that. What what we're good at, better than almost anything else, is going long distances. Mm -hmm. So there's just a few dog breeds that can actually go further than we can, but all all everybody everything else in the animal kingdom mm -hmm. can't can't go as far as we can. Right. So um, our bodies are suited for going a long distance. That's why messengers back in the in the ancient days were were runners. It wasn't people going by horseback or any other kind of animal. They they delivered messages messages through through runners through that's right couriers on that's feet right. yep all right well i was able to sit down with alan webb while i was in south dakota we were at the naia championships um again we talked about running a little we talked about faith a lot um alan is catholic mm -hmm. and he discusses catholicism a good bit in mm -hmm. the video um and we're not necessarily endorsing we're not endorsing. We're endorsing a relationship with Jesus Christ. Sure. Period. And uh, and so, but he has so much passion mm -hmm. when he talks about all of this stuff, and he has this real deep. You can feel the yearning desire in him to give back to the running community, right. which you know he benefited from a, a good bit as when he was younger, and he just wants to give back. Um, Alan Webb is the still the American record holder in the mile run. He ran three forty six and change for the uh, for the mile. Um, that was done in two thousand and seven, and he still holds it today. That's impressive. Yeah, it really is. Tells now, you now. Contrast that with the world record. What is the world record right now? The world record is three forty three. Okay. So it's three seconds off the world record. But that world record is old, too. Yeah. The world record was run around close to this same time. Sure. So he came out at the wrong time. Poor guy doesn't have a <laughs> doesn't have an Olympic medal or anything. But if he was if he was running the same times today, he was running then. He'd probably probably been an Olympic champion. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But that's 
But he wants to give back to running. A lot of his story kind of parallels the Run for God story. You know, it's sort of like I, I, I've been doing this for myself. I've been been pretty selfish my whole life, and mm-hmm. I want to I want to do something. And he's like, what does that look like? What does it look like to give my running back to the running, my running back to God? And of course, for him, that picture was completely different than it was for you. Sure. But it's still an important picture. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was one of the one of the best things about it. Now, let me say this about this. If you're watching this, the video is not great. Mm -hmm. The audio is great. And the reason for that, you're doing what you do best. The reason, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast or you watch this podcast, when there's video, that's Mitchell does a great job at video. Dean does not, <laughs> but Dean does a good job at audio. Right. And so the audio is me, the video is you, and unfortunately, you weren't in South Dakota, <laughs> and so it was a debacle. So, and then I had my, we had one of the cameras mess up on top of that. So, uh, yeah, but, but you can hear every word. close your eyes and imagine. That's right. You can hear every word clearly. So, uh, so we will get to this interview with Alan just after the break. You know that moment when you're running and you settle into that perfect pace and then the next song comes on. Don't let that happen again. With the new J Radio, you can trust us to make sure that the next song in your playlist will help you keep up that pace. Check out the radioactive station on J Radio for all different genres of workout music handpicked for you while you run. Start listening now at jradio.com. Okay, so I'm here with Alan Webb, American record holder in the mile, right? And a guy who has, he's coached with, uh, let's see, you coached with Portland State to start with. You coached at Little Arkansas Little Rock. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, you're currently at Ave Maria University. You and I talked about how that, well, maybe we'll talk a little bit about how that got hooked up because that's a pretty cool little story, that kind of divine Thing. It's funny how God does that. Yeah. Uh, you ran at the University of Michigan, correct? Correct. And then uh, had an amazing professional career where you did set the American record, and you, you just had a, had, a, had a good time there. And then um, you worked in triathlon for a little while too, right? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not long, but just yeah. a little bit. Uh, so you've done a little bit of a lot of different things. Anyway, are you still you still have the high school mile record? Is that correct? I do. I have that as well, that one. That one's yeah. crazy. That yeah. to me, the, the three forty six is, is is awesome. The three fifty three in high school seems to be just as good, uh, if not better. <laughs> I don't know which one do you think is better. Oh, I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah, uh, I, I still think three forty running three forty six for me was was uh, still a little better. Uh, yeah, I, it, that I, I I tried. I meant to do it that day. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Whereas in high school, I didn't think I'd be able to do that, and it was sort of more of a, more of a surprise, I would say. Okay. So yeah, uh, I um, setting the American record was uh, more of like a goal that I had specifically set, and uh, yeah. you know, went out that day trying to do it that day and it happened so that's pretty awesome that, when that happens ex- yeah it, it is it is and i can see why that would be a big deal yeah 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 um okay so you're you're married yes married in what year 
in 2010. 2010. Okay, Julia is Julia. her name. You got three daughters, right? Four daughters. Okay, four daughters. Wow. Now, see, I don't. I can't do anything but boys. I've got boys. We got boys all over the place. You got girls all over the place. I, yes, I do. You feel outnumbered? I'm completely outnumbered. <laughs> completely it's, outnumbered. It's a good thing, though. A lot of times, right? Yes, it is. It is. I, I, I love them to pieces, and they. Uh, but they do kind of gang off with me. I think a little bit that's, sometimes. That's uh, and. I think they're getting they're, they're like getting better at it too. It's like it's, it's not it's not fading. They're just they're getting more organized. I would say uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, so, what are their ages? Uh, they're ten, seven, four, and Bridget will be two in May. Wow! So good heavens! Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I've, my kids are grown. You know, obviously, I'm an old man at this point. So my kids are my kids are having kids. My kids, my both of my boys have adopted little girls. Oh, cool! So, See, now the the the, ba- the the balancing the forces is, is that's happening, right. that's <laughs> right. and hopefully your girls will have some boys and balance things out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Whatever it is, it'll be awesome. Uh, but most of all, through all the running and all the success for running, you're a child of God, and, and I assume that's what you hang your hat on. I I, I try to. I try to. Yeah. Uh, I try to. And yes, you're right. Um, I. And, uh, had some regrets, regrets in, in the past, uh, uh, but I, I, I hope to uh, repent of them and and, and really appreciate appreciate uh, that that gift uh, more than any of the other. Uh, so, what point did that? Did, what point did you find Christ? Was that early or late? Or I, it was like a slow process. I mean, I, there, was, there was tipping points there, um, but you know, I I. Uh, there was seeds there, you know, and, you know, I, I grew up, uh, uh, in various denominations, uh, growing up and I was, you know, I was, I was baptized, uh, as, as an infant, um, in the Episcopal church. And, um, but it really, uh, wasn't in the center of my life. Right. You know, it wasn't in the center, uh, you know, and, you know, I, just didn't have the real conviction there um and uh but like i said this, this i would say the seeds were there right. um and uh you know i i grew uh, you know i was baptized in, in the episcopal church and we you know during my childhood we we attended uh you know a multi-denomination church uh which was uh presbyterian methodist united mm-hmm. church of christ the disciples of christ but it really um it was leaving me wanting um mm-hmm. leaving me wanting and uh uh i i I met my wife um, in 2007, who's who was a cradle Catholic, and it, it uh, you know I uh, started going to mass with her, and it and uh, you know we were we were we were we were married in the in, in the Catholic Church, and I it, it was just slowly over time attending the mass, and really just the, the Lord just chipping away at me and sort of like revealing to me some of the truths of the fa- of 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 the, of the Catholic faith, and um, I, I I didn't really f- couldn't really fully commit to to, to things uh, to really being all in, so to speak, um, 
just because there was this, the running thing was sort of the, this idol yeah the idol for me um and i i would i can make a pretty strong argument that it is for a lot of people <laughs> yeah you know sure. um, well i don't know if you know that's how run for god was founded <laughs> So Mitchell got Mitchell Hollis, the guy that founded Run for God. He founded Run for God because he was he got convicted. Actually, somebody confronted him and said, "Mitchell, make sure you don't let this become your God." Yeah. And he was very convicted of that. Was mad at first, and then thought, "You know, I need to back up." And that's how Run for God was founded. Was it, with the whole idea of what does it look like to take running and give it to God? Yeah, exactly. So. I, I really had not, I didn't, didn't do that. And for my whole career, it was, you know, the running was the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they, you know, there was, there was still sort of a yearning there. Right. Um, and this, I could give you like a whole bunch of examples, but we don't, yeah. have, we don't, we don't have all day now. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm trying to go in fast forward here, it, 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 but I, I, you know, it was, it was really learning about the faith and really learning that, uh, there is truth. Truth exists. Mm. Truth exists. Yeah. Um, truth exists, and the tr- and 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 the existence of God is true. That's mm. that's like a, a a fact. Um, and then from that, uh, what? And then you can say, well, like, how do you define God? Well, what is like? If God exists, that's awesome. So, but let's go deeper. Mm. It's deeper. It's deeper than that. Mm. And so. Uh, enter Christ, you know, mm-hmm. is like, who is Jesus? Who is this person of Jesus? Is this, is Jesus real? Is he a real, per- did he, is this, is, is he real? Yeah. And the answer is yes, he's, he's real. He actually is real and he is the, the son of God. He's the second person of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, recognizing that, you know, and you know, it's like it, it, you can either believe it or you can't. There's like a, there's that sort of there's the, you're making the, a choice one way or the other. You're making that choice, and so like the, so that's the the uh, the the, the kirigma and 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 uh, the the primary recognition of Christ mm-hmm. um, as the as the Son of God. And he says, you know, he he said he said these things. Mm-hmm. He said, "I am the Son of you know." I am yeah. and you either have to believe it or not yeah. <laughs> you, you have a choice yeah um and so you know it sort of starts with with the general idea of uh you know uh objective truth you know does truth exist whether you believe it or not is this a table do you believe do you believe it's a table like you know our belief doesn't change whether or not this is a table or not that's yeah. right you know great, and, great illustration and my belief that christ is the son of god was you know that reality was there whether i believe it or not mm-hmm. and then uh, and so then you're to the point where like well okay uh it, it, it is is jesus who he is, says he is and and i got to that point i was like well, i was like okay yeah that's yeah it is it is and uh and then the the third step was well then how do I then what do I do and then what do I do about that mm-hmm. what do I do um, and I mentioned that Julie and I got Julie and I, Julie and I got married and she's uh, um, and she was she was born born and raised Catholic and um, I had to uh, 
I felt like I I had to it had to had to be had to, it had to be genuine for me to uh, do what you know an adult would do to to join the Catholic Church, which would be go through. Um, the RCIA, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm using uh, uh, talking about the Catholic faith, and I know that uh, um, you know this this podcast isn't specifically Catholic, but um, it's an important it's an important it's, yeah, a, it's very sure. important mm-hmm. um, to me because um, I I couldn't go I couldn't be halfway, right. um, and it had to be real, mm-hmm. and so so and then the next step in the process was well where do I go and how do I sort of live the the Christian life mm-hmm. and uh, the reality of the church came in and said, well, is the church, the, the Catholic church, is it what, what it, what, what it is? Is it what it claims to be? And the Catholic claims this is that ca- the Catholic church is the church that Christ established. And I couldn't ignore that truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, at, at that point, uh, we, you could fast forward to my running career ended in 2014. I tried to, I dabbled in the triathlon for a couple of years. And I, once that, all the sort of athletic stuff was kind of stripped away from me, I, I was, I, I had to fill it up with something. And at that point, I had sort of heard enough. Um, uh, there's, there's lots of material out there that, that can explain those points better than I can. Um, there was a few key people. I'd say Father Mike Schmitz was important. Um, mm-hmm. his, 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 you know, his way of explaining um, objective truth. Bishop Barron on who Christ is. And then um, some of uh, Scott Hahn has a very good job of sort of explaining the 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 validity of the uh the church through his that that came about through history and at that point i was like i i, I have nowhere else to go except except there yeah except he, or you know here to, into the church in, i'd say in full communion with the church right you know like i said I, I was baptized and so when i came into the church it wasn't uh it wasn't as a catechumen uh, uh um, that that term um so uh, so i was i was like oh, I, was, I was i was i was there part partially but just not fully and i wanted to and and when i when once i stripped all the running stuff away i wanted to do what you you you, you know this podcast does is like you know sort of offer up my running in in in, in, in its own way to the lord and so yeah. I, I said well I, I did all right in running. I was I didn't win a million gold medals or set the world record, but I did okay for myself. You know, I, I, I set I ran I ran pretty fast. Uh, uh, set the American record, which I currently hold. We'll see yeah. if that that keeps up. You know, there's some people that are uh, they're working know, on it. Nick Goose is getting mighty close. So we'll <laughs> see how much longer that that lasts. <laughs> um, but by the grace of God, I did I did all right, and I uh, and I certainly was blessed with you know the work ethic and kind of understanding like you know put your work in and you get it out. So I wanted to like commit to it uh, like a hundred percent and kind of do do the same thing in the, for my my own at least my own personal spiritual life mm-hmm. um, as I did with running. Yeah. So I was like I'm I'm doing it, um, and I had heard I had heard enough of the truth to say this this. this now I like I have to there's, there's no option you know you know if my goal like what's my goal well in running it was like you know I want to set the world record and well 
from a spiritual standpoint, there's really only two choices. It's either you want to go to heaven or you want to go somewhere else. And the, somewhere else is, doesn't sound super fun. <laughs> yeah. I really don't want to go to hell. That's right. You know, like yeah. the, 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 those are the choices. The, that's that, and that's, it's, it's super simple. Yep. It's really simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, you kind of went back and forth about like the, the oddly simplistic way running ends up being, you know, yeah. we kind of, sometimes we make it more complicated than it really is. Right. But in the spiritual life, it's, it, it, those are our choices. We have, we have our time on earth. And if, if we, you know, uh, to the best of our ability, live the Christian moral life, um, and, and sort of do what we're told, then we get to go to heaven. Right. And that's, uh, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. I, I, I com, you know, I, I committed, um, I went on, uh, I went on, a, uh, I, I joined the IRC, I, I went into the RCAA, I went through all, all, uh, all that process, which really isn't as complicated as it sounds. Um, and I was, I'm, I'm like, I'm like all in and I wanted to keep going. Um, I still pursued coaching and, uh, as you know, you know, my vocation, you know, like my, my job, um, after obviously being a father and a husband, uh, a husband and father, uh, and it, it through a roundabout way, it led, it led me to, uh, pursue this job at Ave Maria, which is, you know, uh, just an incredible school that really nurtures, um, uh, the Catholic faith and really buys really sort of lives, I would say lives out, uh, what, uh, has proven to be difficult for Catholic universities to truly actually project the Catholic teachings of the Catholic church, um, which I I won't call out all the schools, but I know there's some of them that don't necessarily, that were founded with Catholic principles that aren't necessarily we're familiar uh, yeah. mm-hmm. do, doing it. To, uh, um, and we're not, Ave Maria is not perfect. It's not, not, not perfect. Definitely not a perfect place. However, I, from my experience, uh, they're certainly trying right. to truly live out uh, what the Catholic, Catholic universities uh, uh, were, uh, were founded for. Um, and uh, even specifically uh, uh, the, the, the more recent, um, uh, ex corde ecclise, uh, uh, from, uh, Pope, uh, when, during Pope, during Pope John Paul II's pontificate, you know, that, uh, that papal document f- more deeply addressing what the Catholic university's goals are. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, I heard about this, heard about this effort and I was like, and I said, I want to, that'd be really awesome to be part of that. Um, if, if I could maybe somehow combine running and the mission of the church, that sounds super duper cool. (laughs) You know, that's kind of like what I was thinking, you know, when I retired, you know, and, and, and got into it, uh, wanted to kind of go to the next, the next step. Uh, and, uh, again, by the grace of God, I, I, I was, I got this, I got this position and, uh, you know, here we are, you and I are sitting in this hotel, the NAIA indoor, indoor championships are, are started this actually multis are starting right now. So yeah, <laughs> it's starting right now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, both of, both of us have, uh, a couple of awesome, uh, females that made it in the, the 800 and, and mile. That's right. So you know, in our own little way, you know, this, it starts with a little seed and, uh, we're, we're just 
trying to uh, you know, dedicate our efforts to the Lord, yeah. you know, uh, in, in our own, in, in our own small, in our own small way. And, uh, if, if, if nothing else, I think, I, we, I think you did agree with me that, that the Lord knows that he hears everything, you know? And That's so, right. uh, uh, if this yeah. is, if this is our, this is the, uh, this is a pretty good way to, to kind of s- s- walk the walk or, or run the run yeah, <laughs> would be yeah. a better, way, better way to say it. So, well, and I think yeah. God, God knows our, our intentions and he knows our heart. And I think he knows when you, when you're in it for the reasons you just described, I think he blesses it. And I think when, when, it, when you're in his will and doing what he wants you to do, I think that's kind of what we're, what we're about and what we what, what I try to do, what you try to do, and uh, I think it makes a difference. I think so, too. So you mentioned to me, I didn't know this until just a little while ago, and you and I were talking, that you started swimming. You were a swimmer before you were a runner, which I didn't know, but you were, you were a swimmer before you were a runner. So what, what made you, how did you get into running after being a swimmer? So the swimming started when I even – I'd almost say before I can even remember, I was doing it. I was swimming. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I don't like. Rem- I don't remember learning how to do it. I, I remember doing some stroke technique, you know, when I was like four or five years old. But wow. uh, you know, it, it was that young that I I learned how to do it, uh, and I eventually you know i did i i did summer uh, a small summer league team that was you know this like sort of like a, like a house league neighborhood neighborhood team uh for for a few years from like age six till ten eight, six till eleven uh and then they they started or, or they expand they expanded the uh, a bigger club um to have a location in in my neighborhood with at one of the neighborhood pools, and at that point is when I I joined that club team, which w- then had me swimming year round. Yeah, uh, and that and I and I recognized that you know the the kids that you know set the records it, at the neighborhood team were the kids that did the club swimming, which was year round. So right. uh, you know, just put it simply, they practiced more, right? Which is incredibly important for swimming. It's incredibly important for swimming. Uh, it's important for swimming, but the, really the, the the big lesson is that it's important for anything. Well, it's true. Yeah. Any sport, really, mm-hmm. uh, because it, you know you know to bridge that gap, uh, I slowly graduated from one group to the next, uh, the more uh, you know a, a higher level group. You know, it's three days a week, five days a week. Eventually, I was doing. I was I was in the group that was doing double double swims. Mm-hmm. Uh, in when I was in middle school, wow! And so I was I, I developed a, uh, I was doing hidden cross training, right? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I was doing this sort of hidden running cross training because I'm five nine, uh, and occasionally I'm 100 about 140. <laughs> <laughs> occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, <laughs> and. So, uh, physic, you know, my physio, my body type, uh, made me a, a good swimmer and I, I, uh, I was okay at, it. I wasn't, I wasn't bad. And I, I think I might've been, 
I think I could have been on a collegiate swim team. Uh, I don't know if I'd be winning a whole lot, but I could have. I probably could have. I think I could have hung in there. Yeah, at, yeah. at the col- at the college level. Uh, but that but length, length means something in swimming. It, it does. It does. It does. It, it means it means quite a bit. Um, but in, it turns out in running, a guy who's f- about five nine, one hundred and forty, turns out to be pretty decent at the middle distances. Right. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. So all that work ethic that I was essentially learned the work ethic and the aerobic the aerobic part swimming up until the beginning of, of high school uh, helped me to you know yeah. it, it, I transitioned very quickly yeah in into running I uh, I also I also played ba- uh, soccer and basketball so I had an, I was I would say I was fast enough yeah I was fast enough yeah and if you watch if you look if you watch you should kind of look back at my career that sort of sums it up you know i was i was just fast enough to kind of hang in there with with, with the big boys <laughs> i wasn't naturally super fast but i was fast enough and and aerobically strong very aerobically strong enough to kind of piece it together with this like kind of ugly jigsaw duct tape puzzle <laughs> that, that that led to me running pretty fast in the in, in, in the mile <laughs> and i get that and i and in your you know your reputation is for a, for somebody who just worked their tail off their, their whole time i mean that's the reputation that's the thing that i hear i don't know you i didn't wasn't around for those workouts but the 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 workouts that I hear about are just legendary. You know the things that you did. It was really all about working hard. Now, just to be clear, though, for for run for God folks that don't follow professional running very well, just everybody understand that we're we're talking about three seconds from the world record, right? So we're not talking about just hanging in. We're talking about competing with the best runners in the world. I just want everybody to understand that. Okay. I understand your humbleness and I appreciate your humbleness. But um, yeah, three seconds from the best that's ever run the mile. So uh, that's pretty good. So, uh, but so now um, you just turned 40, right? Just turned 40. So I, I asked you this question earlier. I'm going to ask you here. Any thoughts about doing masters running at any point, or are you kind of done with that real competitive time in your life? I, to be honest, I am pretty pretty done with yeah. with my own personal running. Um, I, I, you might see me jump in something here and there, but I certainly probably won't be genuinely like competing in the sense that I'll be like winning a lot of stuff. I just I. I uh, I said I I sort of offered things you know offered up my own running career. I I, I also have other other things that that I have to spend my energy on right. you know um, mm-hmm. that uh, I, I I don't want to ignore. Um, one is just it's just family time you know because mm-hmm. it, it, it it does take time and I and I fully respect that. Well, especially when you got four of them. Especially when I have four of them. <laughs> so I, I I just can't commit to like really pouring it all into like yeah. my own my own personal running um yeah. however i am gonna try to make sure that i still do something just from a, just from like a, a a general health standpoint uh <laughs> uh so i'm not like completely gonna get away from it uh from from you know ex- exercising yeah. uh for for my own personal health and actually uh, uh, 
for the health of people around around me because you know I, I'm, I'm i'm definitely better if i like you know exercise you know because yeah. there have been periods where like i kind of like just fell off the horse a little bit and wasn't really like exercising like i should and then then you're i'm just crabby and just yeah, not i'm familiar with that not functioning well so so because of that, you might see me jump in like a couple masters thing, and, and, and but <laughs> I might not be fully prepared <laughs> for some of the demands. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned the, the the masters 5K that just happened, and I, I I couldn't help but go look at the results and see how how well like somebody like Ben Ben Bruce is is, is doing. And gosh, like now I, now I see you know, some of our, my peers like doing it and I, I'm, I'm sort of amazed by it. I'm like, yeah. how, how, how can you maintain that? It's so hard. I can't even, it's hard for me just to get out the door to run for 30 minutes. So, uh, uh but yeah, so I'm, I, I've really, I'm committing my own running talents in other, in, in like a yeah, different way, you know, for sure. number one, like trying to be there for my, my, my kids and uh, my family, uh, first but then also you know in, in my job too you know coaching takes right. sort of takes a lot of energy and i'm sort of putting more into that mm-hmm. um and uh and if that means sacrificing some of my own uh sort of personal uh personal goals then that's fine you know yeah. that's okay i think that that that's that uh at this point that's really what the lord has been kind of telling me what i should right. be should be doing with my with my time um but you're going to stay fit and that's that's what the lord tells us to do right absolutely take care Absol- of our body. absolutely and so despite like having other commitments, I still I still believe it's important for really every human to be caring for their body, right? Um, because you know we're human beings have two parts: we're body and soul, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've been entrusted with our body to and to show reverence to it, you know. Uh, and so I I hope that I I hope so I. We we should all pray for each other that we can find that balance to, to sure. have reverence for our, for our own for our, for for our bodies. Yeah, uh, well, that's from a run for God standpoint. That's that's what we're a lot about is trying to get people. I mean, we just had we shared a story last week of a seventy one year old lady um, who ran a marathon. First time she's ever she never run a five k before, and being able to be part of that and see that. I'll give up a whole lot to hear more of those stories. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, but at the same time, I got to make. I want to make sure too that I stay. I want to stay in good shape, and I want to take care of myself. And so, yeah, I, I get. I, I know exactly what you're what you're talking about. So, um, so let me let me follow through here to. We kind of you kind of covered all of the questions that I had right up front, and so <laughs> oh no, <laughs> let me ask you this: yeah. uh, something that I'm, I'm curious your thoughts about the Asbury University stuff. Okay, recently that whole this this whole I mean it does it seems like there's something catching on. I don't know if that caught on at Ave Maria at all. I know it did at Lee University, which is right up the road from us. Um, there were some things that that happened kind of in conjunction with what was going on at Asbury, but. Um, any, any thoughts on, on what was going on there? You know what was going on there, I assume. No, actually, please, okay. actually, no, no? I actually don't. Okay, I'm okay. Asbury dark. University. Yeah, yeah, they went in for a. They do a Bible Chapel every. It's a Christian university. They okay. go in for Bible Chapel every week on Wednesday. They went in on one one Wednesday, and it never stopped. It went on for two weeks, twenty four hours a day. 
because it was just spirit led and people were coming up and they were sharing and they were singing and it just became this thing over two weeks of actually I think it turned into three weeks of of 24 hours a day of them just praising God and uh it was just it was an amazing thing and I just I feel like there's something in our world right now uh, I feel like we've gone to some really dark places recently in our world and I feel like there's I feel like there's some folks out there like the like the Israelites who are starting to recognize that we've we've let it go too far, and we've got to bring this thing back. And uh, I just I feel that. I don't know if you feel any of that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know it it, it there's that need uh, is can only be fulfilled like that sort of the need for 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 for, for meaning is is can only be be filled there's only one way to fill it up and that's and that's through christ mm-hmm. it, it, and that story right there is a testament to that yeah because you know it, like at certain points uh you know so there's like sort of like a critical mass where uh in this this you know, this group of people start to, you know, the, the Holy Spirit kind of comes down and sort of reveals himself. And then, you know, and then, and then, then you can, the, the, the taste is palpable, you know, and then you can, you know, like, oh, like this is a real thing. And, uh, you know, following that is, makes it easier to see and and say okay this this is you know leading your life this way or 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 being filled up in the right way is 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 really what will satisfy that yeah right Mm -hmm. um and it you know uh there's various different uh uh um you know modes of uh of 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 uh, sort of accomplishing uh, accomplishing that um uh, in in terms of like you know meditative prayer or uh you know re- reading reading scripture um at least i i'd say outside of the mass um and then so it, it it's great to hear 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 that you know because you're absolutely right it, it is that's that's the only way we're going to fill it up you know yeah. the fulfillment of all uh, fulfillment of all our desires you can and and i would say that some people that are are skeptics i i, I don't know if i'm suggesting this but I, w- I would say that you can look throughout history and say and see what uh the unfortunate uh sort of experiment that you can look at to say when people don't fill it up with the right things, it never turns out well. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. It never turns out well. Yeah. It, do- it never turns out well. Yeah. So uh, you can try to do it your way, but it it always turns out better when if, if you just listen to the Lord and you follow His instructions. That's the best. That's always, it always, it always ends well. It always yeah. ends well, even in the most extreme circumstances, uh, most notably the, the Christian martyrs. Um, even when it appears 
temporarily like it didn't end well, those stories are actually most of the time the best ones. Yeah, that's that's like those instances where where, where I mean, all of the apostles that were martyred, they all were except for John. They are in heaven. You know, they got to go to heaven. So, like, even though, like, for a, a brief period of time, they're really, really uncomfortable. They stood up for their faith, and they knew, and they knew that the end goal. Because what is the goal? We talk about you know, run for God, and what is the, the the goal that would be just like a running goal? Well, the goal is to go to heaven. And so, like, if you get there, then <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, so let's all get there. And so, like, and so you're right. It's a dark time. However, Christ is the light, and so he's he will light it up. And yeah. it's so it's like this super light you know yeah. if you if you feel like you're in a dark time you can look to christ and christ will brighten everything yep he'll brighten it all up well and you mentioned uh you talk about dark the things that the the apostles went through you brought that up as an example i would argue that the number if you want to look at actual historical evidence for why christ is real other than the feeling that you have and, and just knowing. Look at the disciples and, and understand that these scared fishermen put their life on the line to say, no, it's true. No matter what you tell me, you can't tell me it's not. I know it's true, and you're not going to stop me from preaching about it. I mean, that fact alone is enough to me to say, if you have any doubt in your mind that Christ is real, to me that's enough. That's it. It is. And so those guys who went through all those tough times, <laughs> look what they've done for Christianity in general. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They, like, it, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's illogical for, some, for, for anybody, then again, multiple people, in fact, uh, to testify to these, the, the events that happened. And there's like, like more evidence that they could fill this room <laughs> that that it happened yep you know and it happened in a certain way mm -hmm. and when and when the people that defended that somebody was like literally like torturing them in a really brutal brutal way <laughs> uh <laughs> until they died <laughs> yep. you know uh if that isn't enough to convince you, I don't know what, yeah. you know, what you can. In fact, our entire legal system is set up in the same way to prove things that are either true or not true, you know? It's true. It's There's true. 12 people on a, on a jury, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? And, and so, I, and I even, think it, even, even Judas knew it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this question. So, um, you know, running in the Bible. Lots of parallels, right? I mean, Paul talked about running a lot, yep, yep, right? Yep. So of all the parallels between our faith and endurance sports, running, swimming, all of those things, do you have a favorite thing that, that kind of is, is your favorite parallel between faith and, and running? I'm putting you on the spot. Here. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I, I think that uh, probably uh, – You'd pr we'd have to. I'd have to open up scripture 
so I don't mess it up, but I'll try my best to, co- to quote to quote it. It would be there's uh, Matthew in Matthew Matthew seven, I think it's, th- it's Matthew seven thirteen. It says, uh, uh, um, "Enter through the narrow gate, for broad is the path to destruction. Mm-hmm. Many are those that uh, th- those that uh, that." F- um, yeah, like oh, yeah. that, that's the first part. Yeah, enter, yeah. Through, enter through the narrow gate. Yeah, right. For broad is the path to destruction, and I think that that uh, I think that 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 verse is one of many that you know all right. scripture is, is inspired by God um, and is useful for teaching. But that one always pops out to me uh, in relationship to to running and then sports, just because you know you, you talked about you know, the work ethic that it takes to become good at something and how, how difficult that can be. And that's how it is in sports. That's right. Yeah. Because it's a narrow gate. Mm-hmm. It's a narrow gate. And not everybody can handle going through that gate. And I think distance running specifically is, is it's very simple, but that part can be really hard for a lot of people. Um, and, and, you know, we're at the national championship, so we're, we sort of see a lot of people that, that can handle that. And when they're at like a big meet, kind of everybody kind of, that's like a given, like, oh yeah, that working hard. It's like most, most of the people at the highest level have that, Yeah, you know, and to be at that level, you have to go through it. You have, you have to put that, you have to put the work in and sometimes it's hard. <laughs> it's hard just to make yourself just do it. Just do it. Just start it. Even not let alone finish it. Right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's a that's a good that's a good one. I, I hadn't really ever thought put those two together. Uh, so that's uh, I like that. I like it a lot. So I'm uh, I'm not Catholic. Uh, I go to a Baptist church. Okay. Yep. Uh, but I have been listening to Doctor uh, uh, Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year podcast. I listened to it this morning. All right, he's awesome. So I listen, I listen <laughs> yeah. to it every day. He's great. Um, we're what we're sixty something days in. I've I haven't missed a day, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the point where we get to what I call uh, the four extra books of the Bible. That okay, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, and I, I'm really looking forward to that because I've never, you know, I actually I was actually baptized Catholic when I was okay. young, when I was an infant, okay. but it was. I was kind of like you're talking about. I knew about the Catholic Church. And when I was a kid, um, we had a big, it was a Nazarene church. And uh, it was local. And they had this huge bus ministry. And me and my brother just kind of got on that bus and got involved. And that's what kind of brought me back to church when I was when I was young. And uh, I don't know. It just never got back to the Catholic. The Catholic part. part. The, the, the spe- yeah. Specifically that. Yeah. But. He would do a better job of explaining the differences, you know. And I, and I, and I, and, and, I, and, I, and I, I told you that I, I grew up in, in, a, in, a, in a Protestant in a Protestant house, and so I'm I'm not like in no way am I like condemning all Protestant denominations, especially yeah. you know Baptists, because there's clearly like um, even now that I've been in, in in the Catholic Church more, you know, there's there's a lot of things that Protestant denominations actually do better in a lot of ways, you know, or or 
there's a lot of good that comes out of that in terms of like, you know, just how to live out your, uh, someone's faith. Yeah. Um, but I'll, st- I'll, st- I will, I will still stand, stand firm on, on what the teachings of the church are. And the father Mike Schmitz would explain it well, uh, explain it better, including how, uh, the, the, the Deuter, the the full canon of the, the full canon of, of of scripture, um, which really goes back, to, you know, those those four, uh, it's really seven books, I believe, um, from more uh, from Maybe, from yeah. from other from. Uh, you can shows how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, I don't really know that. I don't, I don't, I don't have it memorized. There's, I'm pretty sure there's seven from the like the for example the King James version of the uh, uh, of the Bible. Yeah. Um, that does, uh, gosh, see all. all all the Catholics will be rolling their eyes saying I should know them all. It's, uh, um, I believe it's, it's, uh, first and second Maccabees are, are not there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tobit, uh, and, um, oh man. Uh, <laughs> is it, I think Esther, or I think Esther's not. No, Esther's in the. Esther's there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I'm, 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 That's okay. I'm, I'm, bu- I'm butchering it. I'm, butch- put, I'm, I'm butchering it. I put you <laughs> so, too much on the spot. There, yeah, but. yeah. But I, I, I do, I do know that 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 the contention uh, of the the full canon of canon of scripture that that's and that's what that's what happened. Uh, with the Protestant Reformation, when Luther came along, he, yeah. that was that was that's really what the root of it was was about. Was that Luther wanted to take out take out those books from the canon, and the church stood the church the church stood firm on. Uh, on the canon and said, no, these are, these are the books and you can't change that, that, yeah. that, that part you can't, that th- those are the, the, and, and those are the parts that can't be changed. And part of like my learning about the Catholic church is that, that not every, uh, there are certain, there are only certain things that, that, that are like not, ch- not changeable. Um, some of them have developed over time uh, in terms of like not changing, but fully more fully explained, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, for example, like the creeds. I think a, a good example is the creeds, mm-hmm. uh, like the Apostles Creed and the Nicene Creed. If you read them both, they are still identical to each other. They're just one's like a longer version of it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of explains how uh, the councils of the church happened mm-hmm. um, and, and what they actually did during them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vatican II would be like an, be another example. Like the mass never changed. Yeah. Like the Nuvars Ordo is still the mass. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's. It, it, it really, you know, it just involved the vernacular of, uh, yeah, is, 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 and actually I, I'm going to stop right there and try to explain that because got to let father Mike Schmitz, <laughs> got to let him do it. Cause he's a priest and I don't really fully know what I'm talking about. I just, I got to the point where I knew enough to be like, okay, I trust this. And then, and then it all, and then it, it, it helped me greatly. Um, and, uh, but I, I feel like I was, I'm, I'm in a position now where um, I can relate to uh, you know uh, other Christian denominations because I grew up in, in, right. in actually mul- multiple ones, and so right. I sort of experienced that. And so, um, well, I think you yeah. hit the bottom line a little while ago when you know you you have Jesus Christ and you have to do something with him. Yeah, you have to you you have to believe that he is who he is and who he said he is, or not. And if you choose nothing, then you cho- you chose not. You chose not. And and yeah. 
It's really what it comes down to. And do you have that relationship with Christ or not? Period. That's it. After that, the rest of it, in my opinion, it's all window dressing. (laughs) It's all just a matter of how we worship. And I'm convinced that when we get to heaven, um, heaven's not going to look like any of us think it's going to. I'm convinced of that. And I don't know if that means there'll be more people there than we think or less people there than we think, but I'm convinced that it's not going to be what we think. <laughs> I mean, it's when you, when you, when you see Jesus' ministry, nothing was what any of the religious people thought it, thought it was going to be, right? Every time they turned a corner, he was busy pointing out something that was different than what the religious people of the day thought it was yeah and so i just think when we get to heaven we're going to get there and we're going to go huh this this is awesome <laughs> yeah. but it's not what i thought it was going to be <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. way better <laughs> i think that's why it's going to i don't know i don't know maybe i'm crazy but uh that's that's what i think so i think that's the most right thing you said all day for <laughs> sure man. Yeah, yeah like so many times they're like, oh, we thought it was going to happen. Even the, like, you know, the apostles, they, they thought it was going to be like some like military campaign, maybe. I don't know what they were thinking. Who right. knows? Uh, but they were way off. They were way off. Yeah. They were way off. Yeah. But, he, but in the end, everything he said happened. That's right. That's it, right. It, and it, just not in the way that we all thought it was going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Most especially, it, it, you know, the passion and resurrection, you know, yeah. like, and it all happened. And I think, I think, I think, because God's got a sense of humor, you know, a little bit. And he, he, even, even in that dark moment during the crucifixion, they're like, they're like, bring yourself down from the cross. And he's up there and he just doesn't say anything, but he actually does it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way he to put it. He comes down from yeah. the cross. Yeah. yeah. Not in like an ET home, phone home way, but he comes down from the cross. Yeah. Yeah. That's- and then he rises back up. Yeah. That's awesome. Like awesome way to put it. <laughs> well, let me let me let me finish with this. So we have a number of people in, in the in our Run for God Run Club. The majority of those folks are people who are running um, five hour marathons, six hour marathons. Um, they're middle of the pack folks that they have families. They're just trying to do the best they can to keep themselves fit and do something hard. And, and hopefully maybe get to a, a finish line that's really, really hard for them. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, for some of them, it's just, can I even finish? It's not, can I finish well? It's just, can I, yeah. can I get to the finish line? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we've got some, we, we just, we recently had, we had a, we have a couch to marathon group that goes from not running at all to the marathon in one year. And so we just got through with one of those groups. We went to the Gulf Shores Big Beach Marathon. Ooh. And um, we had two on the podium there. And then we had a couple of folks in that, but then the majority of them were finishing later. So that's the kind of runners that we have. Um, What would you say to encourage that? But here's the thing that I read this thing, it's called, it's called Hey Fat Girl. And it's the, the idea behind it is, well, the idea behind it is, this person watching this person, this other person who's not in great shape, but she's trying and she's running around the outside edge of the track. She doesn't even want to step on the track because she doesn't want to. She doesn't deserve it. Right. I'm not I'm not good enough for that. Um, but this other person who is clearly 
a better athlete is looking at her and going, if you just pick your head up for a minute, what you'd realize is I'm in awe of, of what you're doing. That at some point in time in the near future, you're going to see that you're going to transform that body and you're going to be so awesome. And it's and so, I, you know, the, the reverence that they have. And I'm the same way. I, I For a long time, I never paid any attention to the middle of the packer because I was like, not like, you know, nearly as fast, but I was at the front of the race, right? And so I dealt with those guys at the front of the race, didn't really think about the folks behind me. But now I have so, so much respect for those folks behind me because I realized when I get through, I ran that marathon in 251. We had people taking eight hours to do that. Well, that's way harder. Yeah. Than, than what I did. Makes you right? run harder than you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's way harder. So I say all that to say, what would you say to encourage those people? I would just say keep going. Keep keep going. Um, because running is not a zero-sum game. Hmm. It's the, the person who crosses the finish line isn't always, isn't the only winner. Mm-hmm. You can still, like the winning part is, 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 the internal personal uh, journey that where you get the best out of yourself. So are, are for all those people listening that are running a five hour marathon or a six hour marathon or a four hour marathon or somewhere in the, you know, what you described as the middle of the pack or even the very back of the pack, um, you're still, you're still striving for the same thing that the the people, you know, the top 1%, which would include you, you know, uh, you know, because I, you could go watch the YouTube video of the American record in the mile, uh, but you can just take that American title off and then put personal right there, and that's just my personal record in the mile. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and so, it, you and every every single person from front to back can have that. Mm-hmm. Have that personal record, wow. um, and it, it even goes into and, and that's and, and if you take that lesson and you kind of appreciate that at whatever level you are, you know you can still ex, ex, expound that out for your whole life. For example, like you and I, maybe we were at the elite level at some point uh, in at the at the front of the pack. Well, I'm in my forties now, and I can't do what I used to do. I can't. I can't run three minutes and forty six seconds. It's just not. I can't do it. Right. I can't do it. I can't run hundred meters at that pace. <laughs> I, I, I say that because I've, I've I've recently tried to even do a stride, a timed hundred stride, and I can't run it in fourteen five. I can't do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't. I, it's like super hard. <laughs> so, uh, but can I still go out and like run and and do the best that I can? in my current circumstances, my age, my, 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 you know, uh, uh, my marital and family status and in my, in my job, can I still go out there and do it? Yeah. And I said, you know, you might see me pop in there, but I don't know if I can compete with you and Ben Bruce. So, <laughs> but it does, that, that, that doesn't mean that if I go out to the race and I'm trying really hard that I've, and I don't cross the finish line first, that doesn't mean I've lost. Yeah. So the, the, the encouragement that I want to, I want to tell that story to encourage everybody out there to keep going and to enjoy that because your enjoyment from getting your personal record, probably brain chemistry wise, is probably the exact same thing that 
I experienced as an elite athlete. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. And that's a good way to put it. I like that. Good way to wrap it up. Well, Alan, I really appreciate you taking time to sit down with me and, and do this. And um, I'm so thankful for you and your life and how you're you're doing what you're doing for the reason that you're doing it. And um, we need a lot more of that. And uh, there's others out there. It's not like, you, you know, we're, there's a bunch of them. We're, yeah, we're not alone. That's right. We are not alone. Um, but I, I, I have a, a deep respect and appreciation for, for you and what you're doing. And uh, I wish you all the best. Uh, at Ave Maria, what you guys are doing and trying to build there. I know you're uh, you're just getting started there, right? So, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I, I know I, it, there's going to be big stuff coming out of South Florida here soon. I hope I, I hope so. And I hope to be competing in the true sense of the word against Dalton State. You know, yeah, yeah. To, help, to strive together. You know, and yeah, uh, and we can all, all make each other a little a little bit a little bit holier and. Maybe a little bit faster, too, along the way. That's right. Does that sound good? Amen. Amen. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Dean, thanks. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it with the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face. Whether you are participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or any of our other challenges, or you're just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at runforgod.com. Right. Every week I share a reason why running and or walking is so awesome. And this week I want to share this. No matter how fast or how slow you are, we all have something in common. And I think that's one of the great things about running. We can talk about the sport and we can all understand very similar things. Now, running hard might feel different to me than it does to you, but it's not that different. Mm -hmm. It's really very, very similar. Um, We can watch an event in the Olympics and we can feel like we kind of know what's going on there. Right. And uh, and I think that's cool. Uh, And you heard the end of the interview. You know, Alan had some really good advice for the average run club member. Well, why can he do that? Well, because we're all runners and or and or walkers and we can all relate to each other. And I think that's one of the cool things about our sport. We get to run in the same races as the professionals. Mm-hmm. Like right off the same starting line, mm-hmm. and it's uh, you, you don't do that. You can't play football with uh, Tom Brady. It just won't work. <laughs> Nor should you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a bad idea. All right. So, what did you think of the the of Alan's interview? I thought it was great. He's definitely um, he's got a lot of knowledge in that head, and yeah. um, he's he's very passionate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I, I I don't know what you know you have you have um what you think of somebody before you meet them or but I, I didn't actually meet him but before i listened to him I, I guess i had these thoughts in my head about what he would be like 100 percent different even yeah. the sound of his voice you know how sometimes you have the sound of somebody's voice in your head what yeah. they're going, the sound of his voice was completely yeah. different so it, it was a shock to me yeah um but it was a good shock he's yeah. a great guy and, and 
Alan, if you're out there listening, thanks so much for doing that. It really means a lot to, to us, to this ministry. I mean, I'll go ahead and throw Dean into the bus. The whole week before, he was like a, a kid waiting on Christmas Day <laughs> to do this interview. So, uh, so thanks for all you do uh, for not only the running community, but for the cause of Christ as well. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what I love the most about him is he is he is very, very clearly. From the moment I met him the first time, um, he's very clearly focused on sure. being in God's will. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's that's awesome to have somebody with a voice. People listen to him, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's great to have somebody with that kind of voice. It was interesting because I, you know, I hung out with him a little bit, sat next to him during track meet and stuff. And, um, you know, people just they they stream by and every mm-hmm. five minutes somebody comes by and wants to take a picture with him. Yeah. And uh that that that's he's so gracious about it. He sure. doesn't make a big deal out of it. He doesn't go, oh no. He just he just gets up and says sure, and yeah. he's just just really really kind about it, and uh, and that's part of him giving back yeah, to, to, to the running community. It's great to see people at the top of their game or who have been at the top of their game with a humble spirit like that. That's uh, yeah, that's great to see. Yeah, yeah. I was really and you're right. I was really excited to do it and. Um, yeah, I, the, the whole idea of just hanging out was was fun, and I'm going to share a story next week about patience, um, <laughs> or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Actually, I did really well. I will say, it sounds I did, like you. Did. I did it really like did. well. Um, so I surprised myself in a couple of areas, yeah. actually. But I will. Uh, yeah, all this equipment I took with me to to do the video. Some of it didn't make it back. Some of it. <laughs> <laughs> some of it got damaged um the bag that we're carrying it in got stuck in the x-ray machine on the way out um yeah i spent 30 minutes in the uh the security check on the way through what is it that i mean that, that you, we always say you know if you pray for patience god isn't going to give you patience he's going to give you the opportunity to practice patience and he did and he he did and so, he did uh, sounds like you passed the test yeah yeah well part of the problem with part, part of the problem was a lack of patience in the fact that the video didn't turn out well because here i am i'm we're in this room and i've got to my way of thinking, a celebrity in the room mm-hmm. waiting for me sure. to set all this stuff up. And I'm in a hurry because I, I don't want to waste his time. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so anyway, that's part of the problem is I was in too big of a hurry instead of getting it right. So uh, that's just that's just me. It was, it was kind of a comedy, actually. Yeah. But one of the things that we got to see while we were there and it was it was fun texting back and forth with I wasn't sitting with Alan during the during the whole day that last day of the track meet, uh, but we were texting back and forth, and uh, we were watching a lady by the name of Addie Wiley. Mm-hmm. So Addie Wiley runs for a, a school called Huntington, which is in Indiana, and Addie is a very talented runner. So she happened to be running in the same event as my runner was running in the mile run. Well, Addie ran. She on um, first of all, she had to qualify for every event, so she had to run five different events to qualify for five different finals that she had to run on the same day. So on Saturday, she ran five different races in one day. All of these races were an hour or less apart. Hmm. Okay, so she runs the mile and wins it. She runs four forty-seven for the mile. She comes back less than an hour later, wins the six hundred in one twenty-nine, and then she wins the eight hundred in I think two oh nine, two ten, something like that. And then she comes back and she wins the uh, 
the 3,000 and uh, blows everybody away in the 3,000 and then finishes it off by anchoring her team in the distance medley relay. The distance medley relay has four legs that run a different distance. The last leg is a mile, and she ran the mile leg and ran 443 after all of that other stuff. What was the first mile she did? 447. She was just winning fast. She was running fast enough to win. Wow. And she won all five events. Wow. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Of course, you know, in high school, you're not even allowed to run that many yeah. events. But in college, of course, you can run as many as you want. And she did. And I was thoroughly impressed. Yeah. So she got pushed, I guess, the hardest on the shorter stuff. The She looked around her at, in the 800. And as she was coming down the last straightaway, they were closer to her than she was comfortable with. And all of a sudden, you could see her look over her shoulder. And she saw somebody. And she yeah, she dug yeah. down and... Anyway, it was it was amazing to watch. So Addie Wiley, that's a that's a name you're going to hear in the future, I believe. Yeah. So pretty pretty exciting. Now I I read this thing from uh, Kara Goucher. She's a everybody knows who Kara Goucher is if you're into running, um, you know, the professional running scene at all. But she does a lot of commentary and stuff too. She doesn't let her 12 year old son run in super shoes. I thought that was interesting. And but then I, I thought about that and I thought about well why would that be? And then I thought, well, you know, super shoes kind of helps you. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe her her idea is she doesn't maybe it's so she's afraid it's going to lead to weakness. Like you know, I never thought about that before, but a lot of people train in the super shoes now. And it really allows you to work less hard. And I wonder if that's going to lead to Well, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, train heavy run light you know yeah because i never have understood why people i mean i i i I know that there's some science there that shows that it doesn't fatigue you as much but that's part of training is the fatigue recovery yeah and i never have understood why people train in them yeah i get it why people race in them yeah um but it's like you know laying on his bike you know he he trains 95% 95% of the time on heavy wheels on his bike. But yeah. come race day, he changes them out to yeah. light arrow wheels. But those are for races only. So, yeah, yeah I, I guess I get it. So she, does she let him wear them in races? I don't think she lets him wear them at all. Hmm. Yeah. So well, I, maybe because the stakes at 12 years old, you know, maybe she wants that contrast later yeah. on when – Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, interesting. I, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. So anyway – all right, how about a trivia question for this week? So, Allen ran 346 for the mile in 2007. It is still the American record. So, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to ask you to do math. How fast is that per 100 meters? And then, what I want you to do, after you calculate that and you figure out how fast that is for each 100 meters, go out and try to run 100 meters at that, at that pace. And see if you can do it, um, because it's way faster than you think it is. I don't know if I could. Yeah, I don't know that I can. Yeah, to be honest with you, I think I could, but it would be. If I'm doing a, the right math, that would. Yeah, that would be hard. It's that a would challenge. be very hard. It's a challenge for sure. And if you know the answer to that, again, what? How fast is that? The 346 mile, how fast is that per 100 meters? Send that to dean at runforgod.com. Be the first one to answer, and you will win um, some a discount in the uh, Run For God store, almost like cash, and that's yep. awesome. 
Well, all right. Let me leave you with this motivational thought of the week. It comes from Mahatma Gandhi, and it's this. Strength does not come from physical capacity. It comes from an indomitable will. It's pretty good, isn't yeah. it? And it doesn't matter how fast or how slow you are. It's just about it's about doing it. It's sure. about getting it done. So, yeah, very cool. Well, all right. We're at the end of another one. This one, uh, Alan took center stage on this one. And I hope everybody out there enjoyed that. And uh, don't forget about the Run Club weekend mm-hmm. coming up in April. It's, it's right around the corner. April 14th through 16th. Yep. Come to Dalton and join us. we got a good crowd coming. Absolutely. And until next week, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.